Hello and welcome to the Sports Bar Podcast with your host K Man. Um, this podcast is about football, basically about football in the Premier League, and we're so excited to be back. A lot of action happened over the weekend, and yeah, we are here. We are here to delve and discuss all of that. Remember, you can follow the podcast on any streaming platform that you use: be it Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your your podcasts from. Go like, go follow, go subscribe, and listen to greatness, basically. So yeah. Uh, as I said before, it's just Premier League action. A lot of things happened this weekend, interesting things, and we'll go right into the action. So today on the podcast, we have our regular guest, as always, is always here with us, George. How are you, jo- How are you doing, George? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here, as always. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We also have, for the first time on the podcast, um, he's a new guest, hasn't been here before. But we're glad to have him here. Any, what's up? Doing good, my bro. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. So um, let's go. Let's go straight into the action. So let me just ask you both: What was your your take from the weekend? Like, just review the weekend for me. What, what were the interesting things that you saw? Let's start with George first. Another great weekend of you know Premier League action. You know, so many pulsating fixtures. Um, obviously, you, you you people know where my allegiance lies. You know, I'm a Manchester man, too. and um, I was excited, you know, to see Jesse Lingard come off the bench, um, to score the winner for us. You know, it was an absolute screamer. You know, uh, if and if you're holding a PlayStation controller, the configuration is R1 plus O. You know, it was a wonderful finesse shot. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. Obviously, to see David De Gea save a penalty, you know, like that in that fashion. Um, so many people um, people talk about how it was a weak penalty from Mark Noble, but hey, um, penalty is always a beautiful thing, especially considering David hadn't saved the penalty, you know, for for so long. You know, I I personally was for me personally it was frustrating to see, you know, uh, you want your goalkeeper to save penalties, and I never seen him save a penalty, you know, but this was excellent, you know, and then he rescued the game for us pretty much, you know, and so. It was it was it was a it was an exciting weekend, you know, and I'm happy, you know. The the table is beginning to take shape and um this is this is where the, the season gets even more difficult. So yeah, it was a all right. All right, what about you? Oh, as Joe said, it was a very, very good weekend. For me, I was just happy my team last night had their first away win, which is the highlight of the whole weekend for me. And hopefully we can continue that fashion with many more. We need more of our matches. Yeah, all right. thank you. All right. That's great. That's great. So let's delve into the results for last week. Newcastle 1, Leeds 1, Aston Villa 3, Everton 0, Norwich 1, Watford 3, Manchester City 0, Southampton 0, Liverpool 3, Palace 0, Burnley 0, Arsenal 1, Wolves 0, Brentford 2, Brighton 2, Leicester 1, West Ham 1, Manchester United 2, and then Spurs 0, Chelsea 3. So yeah, that was the those are those were the results for match week five. Um, we ha- we're going to highlight a number of games from the match week and talk about them. So we start with um, West Ham versus Manchester United. Um, it was it was it was it was a tense game. It was a cage game, um, but the game opened up later in the in, in the in the in the ending minutes of the game or in the second half, let me say. And it was an interesting game. Um, so I'll give I'll let George talk about West Ham. And then I need to talk about United. So let's start with West Ham, George. Um, 
Well, how, how did you see their performance from that game? I think they did an excellent job of keeping us up there, you know, for the majority of the game, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, going talk about how it'll be difficult for them, it'll be easy for United because of Mikel Antonio's absence. But, say, um, I mean, the Premier League, you can never write anybody off. And um, we saw that again, you know, against West Ham, you know, they, they were in... They looked threatening, you know, on the counter, on the break. You know, the way they were able to get a few chances, you know, a few shots. And um, if you look at the the manner in which they scored, you know, their goal, the manner in which we conceded, their build-up play was was very good. Um, obviously, it was a you know a very sad mistake on the part of Rafael Varane, you know, for the because the ball deflected of him. But um, I think they did a very good job, you know, in the first half. In the first half, especially, and um, yeah, I, I think you know West Ham, even without Michael Antonio, you know they they would you know pose a big threat, you know, to the the stereotypical, you know, um, top four sides, you know the you know the two Manchester clubs, Liverpool and um, Chelsea. You know, West Ham really are a formidable side. You know, they've got Declan Rice and you know Benarama, and uh, I think I, I I like Dave, I like what David Moyes is doing over there, and them. Um, West Ham, they, 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 people should look out for them this season. I think they did a very good job. Yeah. All right, all right, that's great. All right, and what about United? What, what do, you, what do you think about United? Do you think they are title contenders this season? Do you think they can oh, go all the way? Oh yeah, for sure. United are title contender teams for this, for this particular season. I mean, they have the addition of Ronaldo, who has mm. this mentality to always win. I mean, he, that mentality, in a way, also pushes to his other teammates to also push in for the win. So, yeah, for sure, they are very good contenders. And uh, even without Rashford, who is arguably the top striker on on injury as of now, they have mm-hmm. equally other people who can step up to take out that position. And we have Lingard with the stunner at the final minutes of the game to push United to the win. So, yeah, so United are at the top. Hopefully... They can show or prove themselves even more when they face the top forty. But right now they are they are they're on the right path. So yeah, that's that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and George, let's talk about the the noble penalty in the end and the shouts of penalties for Ronaldo also during the game. Um, which one do you think? I think there were three shouts for a penalty. Which one do you think was a penalty, and which one do you think wasn't? Um, I think the the last one, the last one where I, I don't remember the West Ham defender. I don't remember who it was. Was it Zuma? Um, no, it wasn't Zuma. It wasn't Zuma. Okay, um, there was okay. some other guy. Where it, it, yeah. it looked like um, it looked like um, um, it looked like it looked like Ronaldo was going down first, but there was contact. You know, these these penalty yeah. situations are so dicey. You know, and um, mm-hmm. it, it's all a matter of perspective. You know, where you lie. If you're for the for the defending team, you'd say, "Oh no, it's not a penalty." If you're for the attacking team, obviously you want to go. You'd say, "Oh yes, it was a penalty and everything." But and um, yeah, there, 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 there's so many things to consider with these new rules. You know, was there contact? You know, was there a genuine attempt to play, go for the ball and all of that? But when you look at that last, you know, penalty, and we can both we can we can all agree that there was some contact. You know, the defender didn't look like he had got to the ball before. You know, he took Ronaldo down, and so, you know, um, on the the official, you know, the 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 Premier League panel, 
there's a there's a um a legendary referee called Demo Gallagher and he was asked and he said yes he thinks he thinks there's a penalty and so I I I I do I think we were robbed you know not to be I'm not trying to be biased or anything but yeah I think we we definitely deserved the penalty yeah the last one uh, all right, all right, and uh, oh, Henry, what about the penalty taker? West Ham got a penalty in the last minutes of the game, and then and um, David Moyes brought on McDougal from the bench. He hadn't even warmed up or anything, and he came straight to kick the penalty, and he missed. He messed it up. He missed. What did you think about that? I mean, on history, especially in the Euros, it happened with England, and then the same thing has happened again. Would you bring on a penalty taker just to come and play your last minute penalty if you were a coach? Would you do that? Um, actually, I wouldn't because I feel like if no matter how good your penalty kicker is, it puts an ass extra pressure on him. I mean, mm-hmm. give or take, it was maybe it wasn't at the end of the of the match and maybe in the middle mm-hmm. of it. I'm sure he would have scored, but then it mm-hmm. being at the final end of the match and all the pressure you to decide if your team's going to lose or get a point on the match puts so much pressure on him. And if you look at it, the penalty he kicked like. Was the right height for the keeper mm-hmm. to catch? Wasn't put in an angle for, for make it difficult yeah. for the gear to catch. So, into added to it, missing it. And I feel like if it was another player on the pitch, but pain, I think someone else could have equally stepped out to take it. I think Ben Benarama was on. He could have equally taken the yeah. the 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 spot the spot kick for them. Yeah. So yeah. So I think I think that was bad decision on Moy's side. But then mm-hmm. hopefully you learn from it, and then maybe next time you make a better informed decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already yeah, had it. Okay. So, sorry to interrupt you yeah. again. I mean, it's always it's always a 50-50 thing, you know. If Mark Noble had scored, would we be having this conversation? I mean, obviously, as a United fan, I'm happy he, he missed the year and everything. But, yeah, you're trying to look at it from another perspective. We, we're yeah, talking but, then, about but then... How it wasn't there. There are so many other things we can consider, you know. He... Yeah. Prior to then, this George, incident, he had... <laughs> he, he had I mean, scored I know, the penalties. I, yeah, but... But he he hasn't scored all the penalties coming off on the bench at the final minute. He has yeah. scored his penalties whilst playing the game from the beginning, or maybe coming on at halftime to then get the the, the penalty shoot to uh, score. Yeah. And they're coming on to the final minute. No matter how good you are, no matter how you have been a world best player, it's a lot of pressure, and only a yeah. handful of people can handle that pressure and convert it. Ronaldo would have scored that easy. Ronaldo plays with pressure. Messi, uh, somehow, some way. But then, yes, not every player is stacked up to take or use that pressure to make it work for his good. So that one, yeah, 50-50, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm because... Yeah. That, but I'm saying, I mean, if Mark Nubo had scored, would, would we be having this conversation right now? That's the thing. Chances of him scoring have been very slim too. I mean, let's be honest. Chances of him scoring was very, very, very slim. I mean, the I mean, year it, was full of confidence. He wanted to prove himself that after the Villarreal incident, he wanted to prove himself. And so there was... There was Actually, I don't know. Was fifty fifty? I feel like it was more of a twenty eighty. Yeah, more or less. I, it it puts. It, I I think I agree with with Ohene on this one, George. Sorry, but um, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it 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 happens. It it gave. I mean, psychologically and everything, the player hasn't warmed up. He wasn't ready to come onto the pitch. He didn't even know that like he was coming on because it was the ninety fifth minute. And so he basically thinks the game is done and all of a sudden there's a penalty and you want to bring him on. I, I feel like David Moyes should have, should have made a player on the pitch play, especially like it's a reverse 
it's a reverse thing with the goalkeepers because the goalkeepers like there's one thing a goalkeeper coming for a penalty shootout because maybe that was a game plan that was if the game goes to penalties they discuss it in the dressing room that if the game goes to penalties this is the keeper that I want but then with a player you don't necessarily know you're going to play a penalty all of a sudden there's a penalty and you come on and then with all the pressure I mean look at the Eagles they happened in the Eagles and it backfired so I feel like David Moyes would, would have learned something from it and then and then learned from that but then anyway Manchester United ended up getting all the three points from there beating West Ham by two goals to one uh, so let's go to the second game, which was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, their new stadium. Um, before the game, they hadn't beaten Chelsea at that stadium, and that was the way it continued. The three never went for Chelsea with goals coming from Thiago Silva, um, Ingolo Kante, and then um, Tony Rudiger. What did you think about the the, the game from the Spurs side, Ohene? Well, um. I feel like Spurs started very well in the first half. I don't know what type of tactics Nuno had for them in the second half, but Thomas Tuchel's side came in to sweep them off away. And I feel like that's the problem with Spurs. Spurs have this mentality to start so good in the first half. But then when the second half, when the second half comes in, sorry, they, they seem to lose their focus, their concentration, and then it showed. Chelsea outplayed them in every way from the first goal, the second goal, all the way to the end of the match. So I think that's something Spurs need to work on. Carrying their first half energy into the second half or seeing it all the way to the end of the match. Yeah. Okay. And George, do you think with the whole do you think there's a problem at Spurs, especially the hurricane situation? I mean it was it was clear knowledge that he wanted to leave um during the summer transfer window, but then they didn't allow him now. He hasn't been prolific as he was before. Like, it doesn't look like the hurricane that we know. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually a foolish thing to to doubt him right now and everything because he, he's more likely to come good later in the season. But do you think there's 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 a cloud hanging over the club? Because, I mean, he hasn't been performing. I mean, he, he had zero, zero touches in the box against Palace and then with this, he barely had chances in the game. I think there was just one shot on target. Do you think it would have been good to let Spurs sell him and then reinforce or re- reinvest in other players. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree that there is a bit of a cloud, you know, hanging, you know. Um, uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. You know. Harry Kane is arguably, you know, um, the best striker in the Premier League, you know. Um, and um, it, it was obvious he wanted to leave over the summer and... Um, Spurs started well without him, you know, bear in mind, you know, he, he didn't mm. play that much against Manchester City. He didn't, did he play against Wolves? I don't think he did. You know, he, he, came, he came off later in the game. He came off later in the game. Yeah. He, he didn't score okay. any goals, you know. And, yeah, um, yeah it, it definitely is, is, is having an impact because, you know, if you're Hurricane and you're looking at this Spurs side, you know, you, you've got to be asking questions. Can these people, I've been playing for so long, I want to win a trophy. Can this defense, you know, can this midfield, nothing against Spurs, you know, they're a decent side, but do they have what it takes, you know, to get the best out of every game, you know, across 38 games, you know, and you, you, if you're Hurricane, you know, you you have to be a bit concerned. And so, yeah, I, I, I definitely do think, you know, the whole Manchester City situation, you know, his um, his unhappiness with, with being there is definitely taking a toll on him, you know, and... um. 
but again, like I said, he's you know absolutely one of the best you know forwards in the world, if not the best. And um, it'll be foolish to write him off. We've seen what what he's capable of last season. He topped not only the goal charts, you know, but the assist, you know, charts mm-hmm. as well, you know, at Spurs. And so he's you know absolutely a phenomenal player. And um, but. Yeah, there, there there are other players, you know, who can step up, you know, Hugh Ming Son, you know, who's been phenomenal so far and um who who's who who helps, you know, with the build up play and everything on their counters and all of that. But yeah, at the end of the day you want your your your, your top man, you know, your best man firing on all cylinders and um it, it's it's unfortunate what's going on in Spurs really, but but I, I do expect Hurricane to bounce back very soon and I think he will. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's go to the Chelsea perspective now. I mean, Thiago Silva in that game was phenomenal. I mean, he's 37 years old. And it, it, it seems as though with 37, but he, he looks young with his blonde hair, he's following the young boys and everything. He, he's, he's having the youth, the youthful uh, attitude around him. It was phenomenal in that game. He scored a goal and, and everything. Do you think it was, it's the effect of Thomas Tuchel? on this squad because it looks like they are they don't concede goals they they just don't they don't give anything away Spurs even though in the first half they were playing well they barely created any chance against Chelsea and this team looks really formidable do you think it's a Thomas Tuchel effect because it, it seems as though everything is happening is going right for them or it, it looks as if everything is going going in the right direction for them do you, do you think they actually stand a chance not even stand a chance because I think they do stand a chance, but do you think they can go all the way to get the Premier League title this season, Chelsea? Um, yeah, to me, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, sure, yeah. So, yes, right now, Chelsea are the team to beat in the, in the Premier League right now. I mean, they've proven themselves winning 10 man against Liverpool and still being able to hold that ground and seeing it to a draw and also. Having the mentality to, to to switch up. I mean, the Spurs game for them, for example, first half, Tottenham were playing them around. They came mm-hmm. back in the second half with a whole different mentality and it showed. Scoring two goals, I think, before the 60th or 70th minute. Yeah. Shows yeah. how much or shows you how much they won this. Shows you and how it could much have been, it, could, it could have been more. It could have been even more. Yes. For the thing over exactly. Yeah. Werner has Werner has some issues he needs to sort out. Werner has, has been kissed. Dana is so obvious. Because Werner had chances to score and make it four five. Yeah. But then yeah, that besides the point, they, like they have and I think the they, they, they I think this is the first team that has that has ten different scores in a team. Yeah. yeah. So far since the team since the beginning of the of the season score. That should show mm. you that everybody in the team is capable of scoring a goal. Mm. Like they are not relying on one man to score or make majority yeah. of the goals they have they're all equally capable of coming out on top to score or make be the difference in the team and so yeah so Chelsea right now are looking quite scary and they 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 are obviously the team to beat hopefully it's not just a face and a seat all the way through to the end of the season so yeah I mean, I, I don't think I can, I can look you guys in the faces if we don't win anything this season. It'll, it'll be very. Mm. It'll be, <laughs> I know you guys are waiting for me, but let's see what happens. Okay, so that was um, Chelsea beating Spurs by three goals to nil. Now let's go to the next game. I, I know I, I know we have personal interest in this, but then we'll start with George. I must be honest, mm. I didn't watch the game, the Burnley vs Arsenal game. I just saw highlights of the game, but. Um, 
George, what do you think of Arsenal? I mean, this is their second win on the bounce. Um, one nil victories, both one nil scrappy, scrappy wins. But then they'll take that at Arsenal. Do you think they're on they're on the they're on the they're on the turn right now? And things are getting better for Arsenal. Oh, absolutely. I I think it's it's um it's it's definitely good for for the team, you know, as a whole. No matter which perspective you look at it from, you know, it's good for Mikel Arteta. You know, I don't think he would still be here if he, if he lost against Norwich and he lost, you know, um, last week. You know, it would have been it would, would have been terrible for him. He probably would be, you know, facing the axe. He probably would have been. It's good for him. It's good for his confidence. You know, um, it's good for the team. Good for the strikers. You know, for Aubameyang, you know, he got his goal last week. It's good for their confidence, and um. Well, you, you know, there's so much talk about what, you know, Mikel Arteta is trying to build and everything, you know. Let's see. I mean, only time will tell. Only time will tell. But can you keep, can you go all the way, you know, for the for the remainder of the games, you know, with one one nil victories, you know, um, look at what Manchester City did to you. They will, they will meet you again. And are you, are you sure? Can you say with absolute confidence you're going to, you know, score just one goal, you know, against Manchester City and, you know, be able to sit... And hold them for the remainder of the game. I don't think so, you know. So um, yeah, I I also didn't watch the game, so I can't, you know, I I I can't delve, you know, I can't give, you know, like a full, you know, analysis of everything that you know transpired. But you know, all in all, I I think it's good for them, you know, because they needed that confidence back. Because Arsenal, so many people, you know, I think the second week on this pod we we spoke about how you spoke, you said. You think Arsenal are performing at the level that they should be? I said, and I, I disagreed with you. I, I said, I think Arsenal should be doing way better. You know, I think their top team, you know, thinking of, you know, the the players they've got, you know, how considering, you know, how technically proficient they are. You know, someone like Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, you know, Martinelli, you know, Bukayo Saka. These are, these are top players, not world-class, world-class players. And I think they really should be doing better, you know. And um, so, yeah, all in all, I, I, I think it's good for them. And, um, you know, personally, I, I hate them. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to see them anywhere near the top four. But I think if when they do start firing on all cylinders, it will be, you know, a bit dangerous for the rest of the teams. But, um, yeah, as, as a general Premier League fan, you know, it's never easy to see a team lose the way, you know, they were losing. And um, I, 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 I think it's good for them, you know, to, to come back, yeah. All right, now let's go to somebody who actually did watch the match. Um, Odegaard, Martin Odegaard, he came into the league and, I mean, last season he was here on loan. He was a bright spark with the young players at Arsenal last season. How do you think he's, I mean, he scored a, a beautiful free kick um, against Burnley in this game. How do you think he's, 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 he's gelling into the team? Do you think he's going to be like the number 10 player for you or the most important player in the the team this season for Arsenal? Well, I feel like now with how we are playing now, he looks to be the most important player for us. Initially, I thought it was going to be Saka or even Martin smith Rowe, but then he, mm-hmm. it seems like Odegaard is finding his way in the team now. He's beginning to step up as the number 10 rule. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like he's the target man for us to create the chances for us. Maybe create spaces or give those good passes to our wingers or even a striker to convert the goals for us. In the throughout the match, we 
we aside from the first half goal we had, we had a lot of chances to convert, but mm. our final passing was lacking. Most of mm. our final passes were lacking. So I think um, hopefully Ateta will learn from it and then maybe practice more drills throughout so that hopefully in our next upcoming match, either Odegaard or any of our players can either convert or give those good passes for us to convert them to goals. Yeah. All right, that, that match that he's talking about is the North London Derby. That, that's going to be a tasty game next week. I'm looking forward to this. But we have an Arsenal fan on the pod, so I want to ask you this question. Um, do you think Mikel Ateta is the right man for the Arsenal job? In all, in all honesty, do you think he can lead <laughs> Arsenal to the top? <laughs> to the top? I don't think so. But right now, like we said, we are rebuilding in quotes. And so mm. I, I want to give it one more chance, maybe this season, mm. and see mm. how far it takes us. If there's an mm. improvement from last season, or if he has a vision for the team, then I'll be able to make a better informed decision, hopefully, by the end of the season. But for now, I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on him and seeing the vision he has or he plans to, you know, give the team. So, yeah. So right now, right. Um, I'm for I'm for Ateta for now. I'm for Ateta for now. Uh, uh, that's good. Uh, I have to thank Odegaard because he helped my FPL team. He scored in my FPL team, so that was good for us. Um, so yeah, now let's go to the next game, which is, uh, I mean, we'll just brush on Liverpool and Manchester City. Liverpool went out three 0 winners against Palace. I mean, Liverpool have their mojo back this season, don't they? It looks like they're 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 on the roll, George. It looks like they have. They're back to where they were the season before last. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Liverpool, you'd be foolish to write them off. Um, if, if, if we're being honest, you know, we, so many people talk about, you know, the two Manchester clubs and Ronaldo and, you know, Grealish and Chelsea, Lukaku and everything. And um, not much been said about Liverpool, you know, because they didn't make that many recruitments, you know, in the summer. But if we're being brutally honest, you know, I think. Liverpool are one of the teams to beat, you know. If you look look at their performances, you know, and um how well they played, you know, how compact they look, you know, how tough they look to break down. And um yeah, Virgil van Dijk, you know, back obviously giving them more stability. Um you know, Mark many goals as well. Um if 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 as much as I, I hate to admit it, you know, when, when I look at this Liverpool side, you know, and the way they play, I'd say, I'd, I'd say they can win the league, you know. It's, it's, it's them. Nothing against Manchester City, of course. City is obviously also a very big threat. And also, I think Chelsea is also very, also there, you know, very, you know, capable. But I, I look at Liverpool and um, I, I'd say, I, I, I think they have what it takes to go all the way, you know, so... Yeah, Liverpool are definitely the team to beat this season. Mm. He was saying, he's saying Liverpool are the team to beat. But people, a lot of people have been saying, I mean, they have a, a very good start in eleven, but then that's it. If a player like Mane or Salah gets injured, and remember next year, they're going for the Afghan Cup of Nations, so they'll miss them for a number of weeks. Do you think Liverpool have the squad depth to win the league? Because, I mean, they have a great start in 11, but then when Salah and Mane are not there, or when Van Dijk gets hurt, or when when um, somebody in the midfield gets injured, then it, it all comes unraveling for them. Do you think they have the squad left to win the league? To be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. Because 
even when they bring on, aside from Jota, who mm. then comes on occasionally, he's the only one I, I see that can take up the mantle. But then, losing mm. two of the top of their front three, that's Salah and Mane, and you bring in Chamberlain and the, and the likes, they so far haven't proven themselves that, okay, given the mantle, they can make something happen for the team. Mm. And I feel like that's where they're going to struggle a lot. Because they are so dependent on their top two, which is Salah, Firmino, and Mane. That's when these two out of the three are absent, you find Liverpool lacking. But then mm. you never know. I mean, um, Klopp is a very good coach. And maybe give it a chance that, okay, fine, these two top strikers are away. Maybe the subs can step up equally to show that way. But then, speaking of the books, or based on the lineup, or based on what I've seen, I don't think I don't think the 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 uh, the, the depth is good enough to to step up when that when it happens. But then hey, I mean it's Liverpool, so you never know. But then yeah, from my personal experience. Yeah. All right, all right, that's that's great. Um, so let's go to Manchester City now. They were held to a goalless draw at the Etihad by Southampton, and I mean it was an interesting game, George. Do you, um, did you watch the game? Did you, you no, I didn't watch, watch the game. The game? Oh, okay, so basically, um, they so got there was they got a penalty and a red card, and VAR overturned it um, for for Manchester City. So Manchester City were very lucky to come out with a point in that game. Um, but do you think this is a worry for them, not scoring goals? Because I mean, they scored six goals in the Champions League. They scored five goals the weekend before, five goals the the, the, the game before. So, the, the scoring is not a problem for them. But when they come up against teams like much, um, Southampton, as they did this weekend, do you think that's a worry? That they will not be able to score goals because of that recognised striker? Do you think that's the, in the end that's what's going to like differentiate them between winning the league and not winning the league? Yes, absolutely. I mean... Again, they're Manchester City, and you, you should never write them off. But you know, and um, if 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 history is anything to go by, if history is any indication, yes, like you rightly said, um, they've been absolutely phenomenal in um, you know, um, the 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 past fixtures, and um, but yeah, this is the Premier League, and the unpredictability of it is what makes you know what what makes it such you know a, f- a fascinating place to play your football. You know, people write off so quickly, but you know, and I, I didn't watch the game, but judging from the scoreline, you can say that you can see that Manchester City did have a tough time. You know, you know, we've gone from scoring six goals in the Champions League, like you said, to not being able to, to score any. They did score the you know at the final, but it was ruled out by VAR. Yeah, by VAR, yeah. yeah by VAR. It must have been really painful, yeah, because it <laughs> and um. <laughs> Well, well, yeah. No, look yeah. at him saying sarcastically he must have, must have been really painful. I'm sure he was jubilating in the seat when, when they disallowed the goal. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, um, goals goals are what win you um, games and, you know, maximum points from every game is what's going to, you know, help you win the league. And, um, yeah, if the more you draw points against these, you know, so-called small teams, you know, it will cost you in the long run, you know, it will affect you, you know, when you see um, the other, you know, stereotypical, in quotes, you know, top four sides dropping points, you know, that's that's your cue, you know, to 
be at your very best, you know, and go kill your game, you know, make sure from every game. And so when 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 I saw the Manchester City personally as a United fan, when I saw, you know, that um City had drop points, you know, I was ecstatic. I was over the moon. And and it was I knew my team had to step up and get maximum points, you know. So when we were drawing, you know, I was I was so devastated, you know. Um who rescued the game for us and David here, of course. But yeah, um them not scoring goals definitely will you know will affect them in the long run because again you have to you have to score, you know, to get the maximum points out of every game. And so yeah, they they might they will be able to devise different strategies, yeah, because what the what 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 we've seen from previous games they played, you know, we've seen Ferran Torres, you know, we've seen Gabriel Jesus get some of the goals. They've got other players, you know, equally capable of stepping up, you know, and um, you know, scoring goals. You know, they are not lacking creativity, you know, in the midfield as well. You know, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish. So yeah, they eventually they will be able to come up with goals, but them not scoring goals. Yes, I absolutely agree. It will cost them in the long run. Yeah. All right, all right, Heine, what, what do you think about this Manchester City side without a striker? Do you think they need to go and buy a striker in general? I feel like they already have a striker. I don't know why they are trying to act like they don't have a striker. <laughs> this is the perfect number nine. But then, yeah, trust the Manchester City fans and the Gadrilla, you know, fans to change the whole narrative to make it look like they are lacking a striker. I feel like they need to get a striker fast because it's showing in their final third. I mean, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. The Brian and Grealish can cut in, and also Marriott can cut in and give the whole finesse boy to the top right corner. But then you need a striker. When the time matters most, they need a striker. You can't always wing it and then expect to get results. Mm-hmm. For you need a good number nine, who can run in between the space and then give that final. You can you can receive the final two ball pass and then put it in a corner and score. So yeah, they do need it. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, they've played Chelsea how many? Twice? And then they've lost. Three and, times. Let me be specific. Three, three times. times. <laughs> three times. And then they've lost. Yeah, yeah. Then one being the, so, yes, I think hopefully he, he would have learned from his mistake. And then moving forward, he will actually place a striker in the upcoming match. If he's top yeah. one that doesn't place a striker down, it's on him. But then I'm sure he would have learned it and he tried to prove a point. So, yes, so they do need a striker. Yeah. Yeah, on that queue, there, there's going to be an interesting game next weekend. Also, Chelsea facing Manchester City. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, if Pep Guardiola or let Thomas Tuchel beat him for the fourth time in a row, we'll have to wait and see. Um, because this, this is only happening just because we have Oheni on the show. So, we're so, going to divert so a little. Me. I'm looking forward to you guys dropping some points. I mean, regardless of the outcome of the game, it will be good for me because I know... You know, someone in the top four is dropping some points. So yeah, only if only if you guys don't drop points also. So pray for that. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. So um, as I said before, Oyen is on the show, so I have to just veer a bit and be a bit mischievous. Um, yesterday, I was watching the Barcelona game, and I mean they were losing one 0 and I was so excited, and then they brought PK on. This is a bit of, we are just referring a bit of the main topic, but then they brought PK on and he was playing strike. He was playing the number nine. <laughs> and I was confused. I was like, yo, what the hell is PK doing here? But he was playing strike. 
So please, Aso is here on the podcast, a very ardent Barcelona fan. I want him to explain that whole tactics to us. Maybe he and Ronald Koeman had some private business meeting or something to talk about it. Or oh, what's happening at your club? Right now, my team is also going to another form of video, like my Arsenal club. So, yes. But Why, I, what, I think... Yeah. So I think the whole reason they brought... I think it was actually two defenders who are now playing as striker. That was PK and Araujo. He scored a goal yeah. for playing as Because right now, it seems that everybody kind of knows our, our, our tactic or their game plan we use, which is doing the tiki-taka pass through the defense. And it's not working anymore. And they had tall defenders. And we need every sort of, you know, balls into the box to score. Look, this joint is not really the tellers of player on the field. And so, those were desperate measures. And we needed a good, a, a good desperate. And, and our tall defenders to score a header for us. So, I think that was the whole game plan. Get a good uh, vision or Memphis to cross the ball. Have tall defenders to contest for the ball. Not necessarily needed to wait for a set piece or a corner before they come in. But then, the goal was... And I feel like if they had gotten a goal earlier on, it have reverted back to our old game plan. But because we are lacking the goal, that's what the whole desperate measure of bringing PK to the, to the striking aspect came about. Look, so, yeah. at, look at this man defending cause and inshallah tactics. But anyway, let's let's just leave it at that because he's a Barcelona fan. So, I'm just going to allow yeah. him to have that. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, what a time to be a Barcelona and Arsenal fan all together. I know mean, you're in our prayers. We pray for you. <laughs> We yeah, I need it. I just, I need it. Everywhere it's hot, so I need it. Yeah. So again, um, just a little, a little, a little notice in our FPL, in our FPL league, the the podcast FPL league. Well, Henry doesn't play FPL yet. We are yet to convince him to. But George does play FPL, and uh, currently he's sitting last on the table. I just had to, I just had to say it. Oh, no, I'm third. I'm not last. I'm third. You're, you're last on the table. I'm looking at the table right I'm now. You're, you're last. Oh, really? <laughs> you're last on the table right now. But anyway, well, I haven't had I, a check. Sorry. I was just, I was, I was just leaving that out. So let me just uh, go through the league table um, for this season or after the week five. This is how the table looks. Chelsea leads um, on 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 just goals. I mean, they and Liverpool have identical records. I mean, the same records. So, Chelsea are just leading because they have C in their name and Liverpool have an L. And so, Chelsea first, Liverpool second, Manchester United coming third with the same points. Just a different goal difference. Fourth, Brighton and Hove Albion who are surprising everybody. Um, fifth, we have Manchester City. Sixth, we have Everton. Seventh, we have Tottenham. Um, at eighth, we have West Ham United. Brentford, the newly promoted side are ninth. Aston Villa are 10th, Watford are 11th, Leicester City are 12th, Arsenal. Arsenal finally have come out of the relegation zone. I think we, they deserve a party for that. They are sitting at 13th <laughs> with 6 points. Crystal Palace are 14th with 5 points. Southampton are 16th or 15th sorry, with 4 points. Wolves are 16th with 3. Leeds United having, having got going this season at all are 17th with 3 points. Newcastle United are 18th with 2 points. Burnley are 19th with a point. And Norwich sit at the bottom of the table with 0 points. Yet to get even a point this season. So yeah, that's a wrap for our show today. I'd like to say a very big thank you to George for coming here 
as always, it's always a regular on here. We so we appreciate him so much. Thank you very much, George, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. You know, um, I love yeah. the Premier League. I always be happy to speak about it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a brilliant debut for any two on the show. Um, hopefully, this is the very first time we're gonna. This is the first time of many times we're gonna have him on the show. So thank you also for Hene for being here. Such a brilliant debut. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me, Kiman. It was a nice discussion with Georgino too. Yeah, Georgino, I enjoyed our back and forth with the whole novel, novel penalty kick. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be fair on many back and forth yeah. too. So I'm looking forward to this season with both of you. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. Yeah, that's great. So this has been the Sports Bar podcast with the host Kiman. As I said before, you can follow, go, follow, like, subscribe, and listen to all the shows that we have on your streaming platform, being Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's been a pleasure having you, the listener, listening. And yeah, we'll see you on Friday for the preview show. All right, take care. Bye, and thank you. All right. Yeah, bye-bye.